Welcome back to Racing HQ on this Saturday. Anthony Manton with you, filling in for Luke Marlowe, and great to have your company. We are now looking ahead to our Sydney form preview for Rose Hill Gardens. Before we get into all the tips, let's get to the stewards and see if there's anything out of the stewards' reports. Steve Ralton's on the line. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Anthony. What's showing up in your stewards' report for Rose Hill today? Uh, a few that didn't have much luck at their last start. Belarus race six, number one, um, second up. Uh, was held up in the early part of the straight and didn't really gain clear running till approaching the 200 and closed off well. Um, out of that same race, Exilatus has been mentioned this morning already. Uh, its form reads 11 of 12 beaten, less than four lengths, but the horse just uh, did not gain clear running at any stage in the home straight and was untested, so it's, uh, it should have finished closer. And going to the last race, again, been mentioned um, this morning, uh, Smashing Eagle was most unlucky at its last start. We did question Jason Collett about his decision-making rounding the home turn, but he was uh, said his mount was travelling too strongly to be able to get to the outside and was up inside heels and then was uh, looking for runs everywhere in the straight and that run didn't come until about 100 metres where the horse did close off strongly once into clear running. OK, thanks so much for your time, Steve. Have a good day today at uh, Rose Hill and may there be no trouble. Yes, let's hope so. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, good on you, Steve Ralton there from the New South Wales Stewards panel, and hopefully they get round safely and, and no trouble. Uh, now let's get to Brad Gray, who's on the line, who's done all the form for us. Uh, good morning, Brad. Yeah, good morning, Anthony. Hill stuff for the listeners out there. Rosebud Day. It's been a pretty good race, hasn't it? I was looking through a list of the recent winners there in the past 10 years or so. Palais, Leanders, Dawn Passage, Minari, Scissor Kick. So... Yeah, although it's kind of the start of the carnival, uh, who's not to say that a Golden Rose contender can't jump out of the ground? We've seen in the Congo and Ole Kirk uh, come through this race and win the Golden Rose most recently. And it's all part of therapy, of course, in punting. And we know that it is generally one big, long therapy course. 12-month anniversary of Spacewalk's defeat in this race last year. Still sends shivers down my spine. But the more you talk about it, the more you get it through the system. I thought we'd forgotten about it. Uh, Hurls, how are you Never. this morning? How has your week been? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. Gee, holds a grudge, doesn't, doesn't he, Brad? Ever. Jeez, 12 months, <laughs> fair income. Uh, yeah, I'm well. Another beautiful morning in Sydney. I'm, I mean, I'm a massive anti-winter person, but even I can't uh, bag this year. It's been uh, more than acceptable. It's uh, the J-Mac and uh, Chris Wallace show, as far as punning is concerned today. They are really into a number of their runners, and we'll look at some other runners that have been back at prices in later races also. All right, and, and Duff's with us as well. So let's get straight into it then, guys, and have a look at the market for race one, number one. Then uh, Hurls for the three-year-olds, a benchmark 72. And uh, this has been very well found, Kabalis. Yeah, it has. It's $2.10. I'm not sure how long, um, well, whether it gets into uh, to red figures, to be honest with you, uh, Meto. Misty Legends come out, so it's four by three, the deduction. We've got the little pumper at 350, Cabalas. Yeah, we were betting as much as $3 uh, early doors, but it was around about 250 yesterday afternoon. It's now into 210. $9 for Waverley. Gambare is a 650 chance. 14 Kintyre. Miss Jan, 23. 17 How Dare You. And Rockabilly Rebel is a $41 chance. So, yep, Cabalas. Uh, all the rage at this stage at $2.10, amplified by that scratching of Misty Legend. Yeah, we know where the little pump is going to be. He's going to be out in front making his own luck, exactly where he's been in his past two wins. So catch me if you can with him. Gambare, the stalemate, may have the speed to sit outside. Uh, we'll see what happens in the first couple hundred metres, but I think he's a horse that's obviously going to get out of it further in time. How dare you? I think finds a lovely spot just in behind the speed. And you'd like to think Cabalas uh, can be in a similar position than, uh, than what we saw from him uh, last start, Duff. Yep, agree. Um, we saw him get way back at his first start from um, mm. a, a mid to wide draw and then it was lovely to see him take up some position there uh, just behind the pack there at Ramwick Winnings. I'm, I'm hoping this, it's a similar situation today where he's in the first, well, first half of this field, the fourth or fifth, uh, ready to pounce a couple of lengths off them, and I think he's going to be very, very strong. He's a lovely horse, this, and he's got a real presence about him. And although there was no push for him first up, and we're going from a $12 SP to a more or less even money uh, SP, I think he 
He's the better of the day. I think he's a, a, a good horse in the making here. I think he can run down the little pumper, who there's no knock on. You've got to like his desire, and he stretched it out to 1,400 last time, so 1,300 looks ideal for him, rolling along on speed here, toughing it out, getting proving hard to get past. I think Gambare's a good horse, um, but more so when he gets to the mile, maybe mile plus. He always promised it. He just had, did some really good things. Remember him in the Millennium that day? He got a, a mile back and had the flashing light on. And then he just he was a bit of a dope. But I'm expecting with the prep under his belt, he's going to come back well um, here. And best of the rest is Waverley. He's a similar situation again, Barry. They're the later on over further type of horses. Like two a lot. Two, one, four and three. Same numbers for me here, two, one, four, and three, two, Cabalas. He's probably at his right price now. I think if you do like him, you'll get a little bit better than the $2.10 currently being bet, uh, tab fixed odds. But it was a good win last day in the context of him being 12.50. Back to 1,100 metres, that gives him a nice platform to improve again. Out to 1,300 metres, third up. One, the little pumper, uh, he is hard to deny, isn't he? Uh, he's missed the consistency. What you see is what you get, very genuine horse. And he did give the winner six and a half kilos there. Uh, when winning at Randwick last start for Gambari. I think the two wildcard horses are the two horses that are going to be better over further, Gambari and Waverley. They'll both be pace-dependent here to some extent. A sit-sprint won't suit, but we did see glimpses of Gambari's talent in his first campaign. He just didn't really put it all together. Maybe that happens this time back. And Waverley, he'll need the leaders to overdo it. There is some chance that he does hit a bit of a flat spot, uh, but he'll be surging through the line. Two, one, four, and three. Darren Flindell's tips up uh, as well in this segment, but Darren might have had a lie-in this morning. There's no tips in the system. Darren, if you're listening, we need your tips. Uh, let's get to uh, race number two then, uh, Hurls, the midway. Benchmark 72 for the three-year-olds and up. Yeah, another competitive race, as is normally the case. Deductions here for Danish Prince, zero. Four by four, go Tropo, never fails. Two by one and two cents to win. Miss Einstein. Super Friendship up the top, eight fifty into eight dollars. We've got DiMaggio an eight dollar chance in from eight fifty. Twenty one dollars casual connection. Fourteen forecaster. Three twenty favourite is straight Acer. Electrica six fifty. Nine fifty Baranoff. At, uh, Dream Deal at seven fifty. Thirteen lease. Satness thirteen and eighty one for Rapid Outlaw. Now, forecaster and uh, Electrica battled it out last start with Forecaster getting a nod over Electrica, but straight Acer is our favourite at three twenty. Yeah, forecast went straight to the front there, so I can't imagine they'd want to change too much in terms of going forward. Satness might hold a position from just below forecast at Dream Deal, although it has got out over a touch further. You'd think from Barry 1 holds a position, and then you've got Rapid Outlaw and Lease coming across from their respective gates. I think the speed is okay without being breakneck duff. Yeah, I agree with all that. I'm just hoping Straight Acer can race that little bit closer from that inner, inner draw today, um, going from 1,300 to 1,500 metres here. I just think... After winning at um, Hawkesbury, he stayed at 1300 and the, probably the tempo was a little against him there, so it's the right time to step him up to this uh, uh, this race here. And he's getting in short enough now um, after opening up at 460, but I think he he just has a better benchmark 72 form line than the other lead-up, the forecaster 72 midway lead-up, uh, where we saw that big bunch finish there, so... I'm happy to go with um, that form line and the win prior to that and the sense of timing being third up on the improve. I think the danger could be out of the other lead-up, the, the forecast lead-up, Baranoff. Now, the others, four or five, beat him home, but he's the one that covered ground, did all the work, loomed up, knocked up. So I think there's more merit in his performance than the others. So I think um, from barrier two here today with him, he gets a much softer run. Dream Deal's a... A good, tough competitor who is a little underrated. I thought he'd trialled really well going to Rosilla, and I thought he'd run well at odds there, and he did. And then he backed it up going to a mile winning last time. So he may want to touch further, but he'll chip away uh, and not throw it away here. And super friendship, we all saw uh, he just got eased out of the race late there last time. 8, 10, 11, and 1. Yeah, I've gone one here, one super friendship. So one, eight, nine, and three. Just forget last start. Uh, he had the handbrake on the entire straight. He's two wins prior to that. I know they're only by narrow margins at Gosford and Lomakenzo, but there's been plenty of subsequent winners come through each respective race. So I think we can trust that. He's on trial out to 1,500 metres, but he's got a good base, and he was a good winner over the 1,400 metres 
uh, when trained in Hong Kong. So I don't think it holds too many fears. 61.5 kilos, that is a leveller here, but I think he has found a, a winnable, winnable mid, midway all the same. Uh, straight Asa, he is the clear threat. He was good last start. The race wasn't run to suit. He was still dashing home in pretty quick time. His win prior, that was great. He's always shown some talent, this horse. You'd love to see him go right on with the job now. And then you are trying to judge that, that midway form where there was just a length between the first eight homes. So alarm bells start ringing straight away, but Electrica had a hard luck story to tell there. And DiMaggio was undone by the gate on that occasion. Maybe he suffers the same fate today, uh, but we'll leave that in the capable hands of James McDonald and a few scratchings. Uh, certainly help his cause. 14 becomes barrier 11, but 1, 8, 9 and 3. All right, and Darren's tips have been entered into the system for our radio audience. Now, in the first, I'll just recap his tips in the first for our radio audience. They were on for our Sky Thoroughbred Central audience. 2, Cabalas in the first to beat 1, The Little Pumper, 8, How Dare You and 3, Waverley. In race number 2... Um, it is Dream Deal number 11 to beat Electrica number 9, 8 straight Acer and 1 Super Friendship. So 11, 9, 8 and 1 race 2. Okay, Hurls, race number 3. Yeah, and we've got Wine Glass Bay into the red now at $1.90. Now, deductions here for Mahagoni, 4 by 5 and 21 by 15 for Masquerade. Moves us up the top, Casino Kid, $15, $7 Bazooka, Silent Agenda, $9, Wine Glass Bay, now $1.90. It was around about 2 40 last night, tough opening up at 310 on Wednesday. Travelling Kate, 650, Knife's Edge at 13, 126 careering away, and Boot Scooper, uh, Boot Scooter rather, 750. As I uh, turned the laptop off last night, Wine Glass Bay was the most popular back runner on the card. Yeah, but you can see what James McDonald does from the gate. Uh, a couple of scratchings there, so it's only a small field. It probably doesn't matter too much where he settles, but he did show intent from barrier 10 uh, last start and got into a lovely trailing spot, one out, one back. So I imagine he'd be eyeing off at a similar position here. You've got Travelling Kate, who probably holds the front, and then Silent Agenda, uh, who keeps Travelling Kate company throughout Duff. Uh, yep, I think if he does land in that 1-1, one, one, he'll be awfully hard to beat. I think he's been a candidate for blinkers um, all the way through. And he gets them at the right time here, third up um, after a, um, a decent enough run behind Kamigui last time. Finds a suitable race, and although short enough, um, he's got a few little convictions along the way. But I just feel those blinkers may just help him with that turn of speed late here. Um, I think Bazooka's the danger. I think he drops back to his right grey with the claim at his pet distance. Uh, silent agenda, he's a tough, adaptable type of horse. He's always a good chance in these type of races. And he's stable, mate. He's, just, he's completely off the boil in two runs back. Casino Kid, he's one of the most genuine horses you've ever seen last prep. I just feel um, that he might just improve in a race like this here today, but he has to. He's, he's probably on, on notice. Five, two, four, and one. Yeah, I'm in the corner of Bazooka here, just on a price basis. That price is being chipped away at, but $7, I think that's uh, about right now. So 2, 4, 5 and 7, I think he's the big improver. The race wasn't run to suit there behind Tazarel. A couple of weeks ago, it was able to sprint home that last little bit. He was four weeks between runs, got a long way back from the draw. Uh, he has shown a bit of versatility in the past, so you'd think from a better gate today... He can settle much closer, uh, in well after the claim of Amy McLucas, and as Duff mentioned, uh, well placed in this grade. You go to his three runs prior to last start, behind the likes of Coda Hill, Democracy Manifest, Steely, Attractable. Uh, there's good depth to those races, so I think he's hard to beat here over the 1,800 metres. Four Silent Agenda also brings that Tazarel form reference. I think he's just looking for the 1,800 metres now. He's a pretty genuine uh, older horse. He's got a great record over this trip. He was just out-sprinted himself there last start over the mile uh, behind Tazarel, albeit uh, in a race where he'd get into the right kind of position outside the lead. Five wine glass Bay, hard enough to beat. Third up, shades on, sense of timing. He is well found on the back of that. And seven, travelling Kate. All she has to do is hold that form from last start. Uh, she's in the money again. Two, four, five, and seven. Darren Flindell going with number two on top, Bazooka, to beat five wine glass Bay, seven, travelling Kate, and four, silent agenda in race number three. Race four is the Tab Highway today, Hurls. Class three over 1,300 metres.
Yeah, and we've got, uh, well, we've got six scratchings, but no deductions. Zaru, I know the trainer. Centre bounce, Sade Chicken, Johnny Dash, Danny Gow all come out. Zero deduction. Leaves us up the top with Overlord. Pretty soft right throughout the week, actually. It's $8 out to $12. Our favourite, Iron Will, $4.20 to $4 this morning. Pure Fuego, 13 460 Wizard of Oz. Moonreader, 61 41 Just Go Bang. Tags, $9 and solid. 41 D4 Runner. Uh, a little bit of early support for Indicative. It's 26 now into 19. A Noble Missile spec to the price as well, 51 to 31. Melody again, rock solid at $5. Taylor's 123. Miss Thatcher at 17 and $19 for Mark Hassan. So, uh, rinse and repeat, as we say every week, that it's a wide open market and it's $4 at this stage for Iron Will. He looks your leader. Iron Will holds the front here. There'll be a few coming across from wider draws. Indicative, Miss Thatcher, and probably to a lesser extent, D4 runner. And Wizard of Oz just gets that same run as last time. Uh, but Connections will be hoping that he just gets a little bit more luck at the right time, Duff. Yeah, he didn't have much luck, did he? Um, I like two horses here. I like the two horses with a sense of timing about them. And that's one of them is Tags, who I think is over the odds at $9. He was a year off. He went into the Mogo Magic Highway and he was very good making ground. Then he was a real flashing light the other day, getting too far back. And hitting the line like 1,300 would be absolutely perfect for him third up here today. Just wants luck with his racing style. And if he finds the back to follow here, um, I don't care if it's three deep with cover, um, I think he's very hard to hold out. The Wizard of Oz is the one I'm most wary about. I backed him the other day. We're just obviously... Off those really good trials for Danny. He, he just trialed so, so well leading into that. And we all saw that he had a little bit to offer and no room to move there and, and wasn't fully extended really. So all things point to him running at least up to that or if not better, considering Danny said he'll improve with the run. Iron Will, tough customer. He resumed and got tired late first up and then backed it up showing that improvement and... Yep, he's got a terrific hope again from that draw, um, right on top of the speed. And Melody again gets her opportunity. She's she's had a big boom on her, and she's had legitimate excuses, I feel, in both runs back. 8, 5, 3 and 12. We've gone 5, 8, 3 and 14. We, of course, did get the note through about tags yesterday as well. Change of tactics there if it begins well uh, to be ridden further forward, so... Hopefully he's put that behind him those days of him missing the start and he can take up a position for his supporters and I know Duff's one of those. But 5, 8, 3 and 14, 5 Wizard of Oz. I think he can only improve on what he did there first up uh, where he didn't see daylight. Darrow suggested he would have been right there in the finish. I don't think it requires too much imagination to think as much. He maps to get a similar soft run here and he's going to be hard to hold out. 8 tags. Uh, he was the flashing light from last up uh, and if he does begin on terms and can take up a position... We know he's going to be one of the strongest late. Three Iron Will. He ticked off the 1,200 metre box last start. Now he has to tick off the 1,300 metre box, but he's up and running. He's consistent. He makes his own luck, and he's going to take uh, some beating once more from out in front. And 14 Taylor's one. Are you having a trifecta or a first four? Throw this mare into the mix. Uh, trained by Glenn Milligan. She's got her tail in the air at the moment. She's won three of her past five. And the two defeats were second, so she can settle just about anywhere. Uh, and she's racing uh, as well as ever. So 5, 8, 3 and 14. Uh, Darren Flindell with the three on top. Iron Will to beat four Wizard of Oz, 12 Melody again and one Overlord. 3, 5, 12 and 1 from Darren in race number four, the Tab Highway. Race number five, Hurls, three-year-old benchmark 88, 1,200 metres. Now, this race was turned upside down with the scratching of extremely lucky I think uh, most thought that was perhaps the other way around, but um, extremely lucky scratched, and now Alentia comes up fave. Yeah, well, I had a bit of a text exchange with Brad Gray yesterday and uh, <laughs> said, look, I really yeah. like Alentia. You've left it out of your numbers. What's doing? I will not run, Hurls. I'm telling you, it won't run because uh, Wallace said he's going to scratch it. And then <laughs> I don't he think I was that back. sure, but he's taken a little bit of creative <laughs> license. Then he texts back and did, to be fair, say it'll probably run now. Uh, so that's what ended up happening. Uh, extremely lucky. 32 cents for win and 18 cents for deduction there. So it's significant political debate. Just that one cent for win. Ashman, our $34 chance. Veronelli, 650. Alencia, 310 into 240 already this morning. 
$5 for Devil's Throat, 14 for Handle the Truth, uh, Tristate $6, 18 Curtis Island and Diamond Dealer at $7.50. There was a little bit of support for it yesterday as well. It went up at $11, but Alentia is now a very firm favourite, 310 into 240 J-Mac and Waller combined. Yeah, looking at the speed map, it could go one of two ways here because you've got horses that on their day can rip along. Uh, Ashman, first up 1,200 metres, I wouldn't think that'd be his go. Tri-State in the past, I think he's been at his best when he's he's let roll. But if they all look at each other uh, and just want to back off in the early stages, there is a chance that it turns to a sprint home for Nelly, of course, as the other candidate. But he too is first up and tends to improve with a run or two under his belt. So be interesting to see what happens here in the first couple of hundred metres, Duff, because it's obviously significant uh, in terms of the chances of Valencia. Uh, yeah, I think Diamond Dealer will kick up today at 1,200 metres. Um, okay. he, led, he led all the way at Randwick one day in an 1,100 metre race. And uh, Bjorn's a master at uh, taking these horses up in grade with no weight and taking advantage of you know uh, running along a little bit. That's just a personal guess, but mm. I thought he was the one, rather than coming the 1,400 metre speed, he could show the 1,100 metre, uh, the 1,200 metre speed here at least because he comes out of 1,100 metre races. But that's just uh, the way I was trying to read it. Um, oh, God, I missed the start here, 310. Um, he, I think he's a better thing than what Extremely Lucky would have been. Oh, she is, Alentia. I think she can sit off this speed, round him up. She's trialling well. The table, stable mate obviously took the gloss off her uh, with his trials. But hers are good enough, and she's got she's been beautifully placed to win four of five. I think she's one of the better bits of the day. Although I wish I would have reacted a little quicker. And with that, got to be quick in this game, Duff. It is off the yeah. back of money too, mate. I'm just looking at the hole. It's holding more than anything else on the card now. Yeah, yeah, it won't mm. stop either. Uh, I think she'll win. Um, where's your dangers? I don't know. Maybe Devil's Throat. I think we can be a little forgiving of the Ramorni run, and he proved that with a trial since for peace of mind. Tri-State, yep. Uh, I backed him the other day. I thought he went okay. I might have gone off one run too early, which I invariably do. And Diamond Dealer has got a good little knockout chance here. I think the better draw with no weight, and although open class, he, he might just do something third up. Five, a good thing to beat six, eight, and ten. Yeah, the parachute pick comes in for me. The parachute. <laughs> Five, six, eight, and three uh, off the bench there, first emergency. So she goes straight in on top. I did think that she, she was going to be scratched for extremely lucky. Uh, but here we are, always guessing uh, in this game, aren't we? But uh, Alentia, she is a, a nice mare going forward. Uh, we saw what she did in, uh, as a filly. Uh, she went last preparation from winning at a 68 at Hawkesbury. Uh, two weeks later, she's knocking off the likes of Magic Time and Opal Ridge in a group race. So... Onwards and upwards with her. Uh, she will get out the back here, but it's only a small field, so a couple of lengths turning for home, and if it's no disadvantage to be in that position, she should round them up. Uh, six Devil's Throat, no knock on him. Uh, he's pretty consistent these days. He, he won two on the bounce over this same track and trip back in May and June, albeit in slightly lesser grade. That saw him start hard in the market in the Ramorni there at Grafton. Never got into the race. He got a long way back from the wide gate. A nice little tick over trial since then. Eight Tri-State. He might be ready now. I would prefer him 1,100 metres uh, as opposed to 1,200 metres, but his best form stacks right up in this. You're just waiting for him to rediscover that. And three, Vranelli. He does tend to improve with a run, but he races well at Rose Hill, and he too has trialled up quite nicely ahead of his return. So five, six, eight, and three there in race five. How good is McDonald going? He gets he, he gets the scratching of the favourite. He stays on the favourite. He gets paid for the scratching. <laughs> <laughs> he gets about three dividends here. Uh, and just on... Obviously, there's going to be there's plenty of talk about the extremely lucky scratching, and uh, there was an indication from the stable that um, the Alentia was going to come out and extremely lucky stay there. Look, he's acted completely within the rules, Chris. Um, you know, and we we got to understand sometimes they take. You know, I'm, I'm suggesting all the stables pretty well take blood counts of their horses, and they're going to weigh all that up, the makeup of the race, uh, the final assessments, and it's all right to say on Thursday. Uh, you know, I, I think. Um, you know, extremely lucky or run, the other mare won't. But there's still things to weigh up in the next 48 hours. So I think it's uh, he's acted completely within the rules. It's just that most people will have had in their head, um, and, and I don't blame them, they were, this is what they were told, that extremely lucky was running. But there are other circumstances. Oh, for sure. If I had a dollar for every time my horse trainer <laughs> said on Thursday at acceptance yes. time, we're definitely running. 
And then Saturday morning they scratch. I'd be far better off than what I am now. <laughs> Darren Flindell in race five going with number five, Orlentia on top to beat six, Devil's Throat, eight, Tri-State, and three, Vanelli, five, six, eight, and three in race five from Darren. We've got Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray, and Andrew Hurley with our Rose Hill form preview. We're up to race number six here, Hurls. This is the exceedance at Vinery Stud Handicap. Three-year-olds and up benchmark 78, 1400. Now, call die. Went up two fifty. They cannot write her name this morning. She's out at three dollars and seventy cents now. Yeah, no, it's interesting, uh, Mano, in relation to her because yeah, we went up as short as two fifty, and they went cold on her. Uh, but today she's holding four times more than any other runner in the race. So she's been up and down, um, as you said, down three seventy. Two fifty might have been just a little bit prohibitive. We've got Bella Rouge, eight fifty to seven fifty. Seven fifty to seven powerful peg. Uh, Sabrenko, the money's dried up there, but a few punters took the 26, it's into $10. 18, 10 bells. Fionor, 11. $7 for African Daisy. Sunborn, 16. 470 now, call die. 850, and again, and chase my crown at 850. It was another one, which they backed early at $26. So Sabrenko and chase my crown at odds, both backed. Uh, but yeah, money's starting to come back towards call die. Yeah, well, powerful peg last uh, third up. There was intent there from the wide gate, uh, and she was a good winner there from outside of the leader. So she'll be prominent African Daisy. We know she can bang out and put herself right there. Sabrenko might come across from the gate, and then you're looking at the likes of Caldeye and Sunborn, uh, just tucking him behind off. Yeah, it's an inconclusive map, I would have thought. Um, I just don't know what to think of it. Uh, Gerald did say this morning he's going to stride forward a little bit, which I'm happy with. Um I was saying that I'm marking a, a you know a legitimate two dollar fifty chance here. I'm getting I'm getting very nervous. It's getting too good a price here. Uh, called I, you know, we're, we're working with you know pretty well a little bit of highway and midway form here, and we're talking about a filly we were th- thinking was a Group One filly last preparation. Um, I'm missing something here. I'm missing something for sure. Uh, but I, I think she'll win. All things being equal, and uh, look, one soft trial, but she looked the part. There's nothing wrong with her. No real negatives from Gerald. So I'm, I'm look, I'm happy to go with her with all this, you know, benchmark 72, 78 form here. I think she's in a right grade to win. Um, I think Fairnor, it's good odds. Look, she's a, a month freshened since beating Anna again. She meets a better off the weights for beating her, and I. Th- think just on price factor alone she goes in for second on her best form Bella Rouge she would probably go close to winning this but 60 and a half outside draw giving start but there was a much improved run there last time but that's all that same form that had again form you know pretty bunch finished there in its own right and African Daisy's probably the map horse uh, you can just lock her lock her in uh, getting the run of the race so these long shots that they've specced, I don't know what to think about them. The um, Sabrenkos and Chase My Crown, they're both very honest types of mares, but whether they've got the quality of cool tie, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, keen on eight to beat five, one and six. Yeah, I'm with her. Eight, five, nine and two. Uh, she's uh, the mare here with all the upside, isn't she? It's, n- it's never easy to make that transition uh, from three to four against... Uh, season older mares who have been around the block a few times, but we just don't really know how good she might be. She was a good winner first up last campaign, 1,400 metres on the back of one soft trial, and it's been an identical campaign uh, this time. And thereafter, she should have won the Armanasco, uh, the Group 2 there at Sandown, didn't have any luck in the run. And then at Campbell Grange, actually started favourite ahead of Pavitra, but not a lot went right there for her either. So, yeah, you'd like to see her really go on with the job this time back, and we are getting out to a very backable quote now. Five Fear Nought, similar to you, Duff, I think she's the one that maybe the market's been a little bit too dismissive of. Uh, her last three runs have been fantastic. Uh, she was rewarded for a good little run of form there with a win there last time out, and even her two runs prior to that, behind the like of Samana and Vienna Princess, nothing wrong with those form lines in the context of what she meets here. Nine, and again, can she back up what she did last start? Broke a, a long run of of, of outs there of course but now she comes here with a tail on the air uh, every chance she, she can build off that and two powerful pegs she's pretty consistent uh, she's very genuine and she can bounce out and put herself right there and oh, there was good merit to her win last start and she was left in front a long way from home but she just kept finding so eight five nine and two
Darren Flindell rounds out the trifecta. Number eight, Call Die on top from five, Fear Nought. Um, eight, five, two, Powerful Peg and six, African Daisy in for fourth. Okay, race number seven is a uh, benchmark 78 for the three-year-olds and up at 1,400 metres. The Queenslander, Freedom Rally, just continues to firm here, Hurls. He's pretty popular. Yeah, well, he's, he's popular as far as the, the market is concerned, um, but the second favourite, Chorlton Lane, they've just continued to pepper it away at it all week. In fact, it holds more money than Freedom Rally, but uh, it's still $1.90. So I don't know if the boys are just, well, indicative at the moment that they're happy to uh, let you on Chorlton Lane at three forty because it was $6 when the market first went up and they've just kept on chipping away at it. Watergo's come out 13 by 12 and special sway uh just that one set the win accelerators this morning 13 to 12 23 so am i freedom rally yeah it's getting out from 180 to a dollar 90 now uh danish prince uh 21 dollars 10 dollars green shadows mandaboss 26 six dollars on wednesday 340 this morning and hasn't budged chalton lane and does hold 80 percent more money and we've got chink torrey at, at 34 and eastern glow at 19 so pretty interesting uh, to see this red figures, whether it gets out to black, but a pretty good horse, this Freedom Rally. It's only had the five starts, four wins, and it was pretty unlucky when it uh, had its first defeat at Doomman. Yeah, well, this race has completely changed with Water Ghost coming out, so we've lost our designated leader. So where does that leave us? Well, it's a little bit sticky uh, as far as predicting a tempo here. You've got Danish Prince might find himself as a default leader. Uh, he has led and, and run well in the past. He might just land there, depending on how aggressive they want to be with Cinque but Cinque is 1,600 metres, back to 1,400 metres and seven weeks between runs. So, yeah, out of all the speed maps there today now, uh, this is a, a bit of a head-scratcher, Duff. Yeah, it is for sure. It's a, well, not a shock scratching, but what I got coming out late is taking uh, taking a lot of sting out of this race because he likes to roll along and and set him a merry task, a uh, merry chase. I I'm going the other way, Chalton Lane here. Um, loved his first up win. He looked a real horse and uh, doing what he did there that day. Um, and then the other day, I just don't. I think he lacked the race smarts and just couldn't sprint with that 59 and a half uh, to get over the top of him. But I still think there was merit in the run. And I'm happy that they've gone back to the trials with him uh, for peace of mind, just for that little bit more education suggests to me that he's doing well. Now, I don't want him... I wouldn't want him just lackadaisical out the back here. You've got to take some advantage of that uh, um, yeah, inner draw and racing the first half of this field. So I'll put him on top. Yeah, look, he's going to be hard enough to beat. He's up and running, Freedom Rally, just the wrong price. Uh, $1.90 after the race, I might be saying that because he comes off a $1.35 SP last time. Uh, but, yeah, I, when I first did the form, I was sort of doing the form before the acceptances, glancing, glancing, glancing. I'm saying, well, Chorlton Lane just favoured over Freedom Rally, and then they went up one ninety five and 6 I went, whoa, what's going wrong here? Um, I think he'll start odds against, and I wouldn't be surprised if the money keeps coming for Chorlton Lane. Nine, nine to beat five, which is no knock-on whatsoever. He's running time, he's doing it well, he's putting margins in them, stables in dashing form, and they've got a couple of really nice horses around them at the moment, so they know uh, what's needed. Uh, Danish Prince is the knockout. Uh, like him with blinkers on today, and he has raced well here in the past, and he... he he, he could well take up the lead and for, they forget about him and he's going to run much better than a 20 to 1 chance and Green Shadows just with that little freshen up with the blinkers off has some claims I like 9 9, 5, 6 and 7 Yeah I've gone the favourites way here 5, 9, 7 and 11 but I think you might get a little bit better come closer to jump I tend to agree uh, with that sentiment he's a Queenslander going forward isn't he he's got a, a nice strike right there chasing 5 on the bounce he's got a, a great racing style in terms of being able to Put himself just about anywhere in the run. I think he parks in behind the speed here, and I don't think it'll be quite as comfortable as last start, uh, where he won like a dead set dollar twenty chance. But yeah, onwards and upwards with him, and I do respect the placement of uh, Tony Gollan coming to Sydney with him. Nine Cholton Lane. I know he looked a bit disappointing there on paper last start, but I want to be a touch forgiving. The speed did come right out of the race in the middle stages. That made it really hard for him to make that wide circling run from well back into the field. And that race has already produced four subsequent winners, so I can see why there's been. 
Uh, really a support for Charlton Lane to bounce back after he was so impressive at his first Australian run. Seven Green Shadows has a reputation now being a, a bit of a bridesmaid, but uh, he hasn't been beaten far uh, all throughout his career on the back of that freshen, uh, as did Duff did touch on. Uh, he presents quite nicely here. And 11 Eastern Glow should be able to hold his position there from a, a low draw, and I don't mind what Eastern Glow did there first up behind Mogo Magic. Should only be able to build off that. 5, 9, 7 and 11. Darren Flindell, he's with uh, Chalton Lane on top number 9 to beat 5 Freedom Rally, 7 Green Shadows and 10 Cinquatori. Uh, 9, 5, 7 and 10 from Darren in race number 7. Race number eight's our feature event this afternoon from Rose Hill Gardens. Three-year-olds at listed level, $200,000 in prize money. Tis invincible, the favourite, he hurls. Yeah, how dare you has come out as zero deduction, so it does give us a, a true market here. The instructor went up Wednesday, 460. It's now 480. Tis Invincible, our favourite, 280 to 270. Fire Lane, 15 to 21. Introducing 460 out to 550, although trimmed up from 6 to 550 this morning. Cigar Flick, a $5 chance, 17 infatuation. Resilian, $15 when the market went up, now $9. And Griff, now 26 when the market went up on Wednesday, 19 to 16 this morning. And despite the fact it's $16 chance, it's actually holding the most amount of money uh, bet on the race today. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Resilient was the biggest firmer as of last night. But to be honest with you, it's not an overly busy betting race at this stage. I was going to say, Hills, this market doesn't look to have changed a great it, deal. It, no, uh, mate, Resilient. Yeah, as I said, Resilient 15 into 9 was probably the big move. But, yeah, as I said, there's... You know, even the highway is holding a bit more money than this race at the moment. Griff, yeah, Griff's been back this morning. Very interesting. Yeah. I wrote down $34, Griff, yesterday morning, so mm. they bet a little bit of 34 So and he, he got a bit of a push from David Eustace this morning as well to say don't rule him out. So he's a, he's a, he's a smart bloke to listen to, and obviously he's come back well. Speed here, introducing, looks to hold the front from the stalemate. The instructor, Griff, won't be too far away, speaking of him, and Tis Invincible, I imagine part of the reason why she finds herself so popular, is you can just pick her up and plonk her down into that uh, position just in behind the speed here, so shouldn't be left with any excuses as far as the map here goes, Duff. Yeah, I wouldn't think so, although... You, think, you don't think she can hold a spot there in behind? Yeah, she can, but I'll just go back to her first start. She was just wishing yeah, washing out of the barriers and yep. then... And the Percy Sykes, well, she drew in close and it was, you know, a small field and whatever. I just, I think you'll be right with it. She's had the experience now and I, I think she'll hold that. But there is little doubts there. Um, I can understand why it's not a big hold race because there's so many unknowns here. When these horses come back from two to three, you know, they can improve. And then you've got the horses that have had a run back and the ones that haven't had a run back. Uh, look, I like the instructor. I think he... He was very good as a two-year-old to do what he did, winning those two races um, and then going to a blue diamond with a break between runs and starting single-figure odds and it was a swoopers race that day. I would have liked a little bit more bullish Adam Ironimus this morning, but he said he's not a good track worker, so maybe he saves it for race day and hopefully he's on the money here at the Rose Hill 1100 and running you a big race because I, I'm tipping him to beat his Invincible. Uh, he's a lovely filly. It's just that uh, she's not wound up. Obviously, she was going to go the week next week or the week later because otherwise they would have had her nominated for this race. So uh, that's the only little question mark in my mind. Uh, Cigar Flick, yep, if they go hard, she's going to get back and do her thing. And introducing is interesting. He always promised to be better with a prep under his belt. He just used to wander and not go straight last preparation. Other horses I want to talk about here, Rusalyn, bear in mind that was the bias from hell the other day uh, when he was hard in the market and you could not do, uh, as it turned out, what he had to do. And... and you have to respect the Griff situation there as well. So I'm one, two, five, and four, but uh, way up in the air to tell you the truth. Duff, could you make any little case for Fire Lane? She's not in my numbers, but she She's has a bit genuine. of history of being underestimated. She has, but that was early on, you know, last year. You know, she won those two races very early in the season. Mm. I must say, she did. She did run well in the in the Magic Millions, and she did run well in the Silver Slipper. When you want to have a look at it, although she was well beaten, and 
obviously had enough come the magic night. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I think the trials have been okay. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say no to anything here. Yeah, tried alongside uh, Alentia in, in the most recent of those hitouts. Mm. So I've gone one, two, five, and four, just to the odds. I'm in his corner as well, uh, the instructor. So it is a gamble in terms of how these three-year-olds uh, are going to come back. But I thought there was enough in that price to suggest that you can have a, a throw here. Uh, like what he did uh, in his first two wins. And then as Duff did touch on, he had so much against him in that blue diamond. He was 1,000 metres to 1,200 metres. He was four weeks between runs. Uh, and the speed was just red hot in the early stages, setting it up for those to, to really boom home over the top. So the fact that he was only beaten uh, a bit over two lengths, I still think that was a, a nice performance. So he does carry the 59 kilos, but he'll spear forward, settles outside the lead, uh, and gets his chance on a firm Rose Hill 1,100 metres. Two, tis invincible. The only knock for me is the price. Uh, if you're willing to take that quote, though, then uh, she's going to put herself right there in, in the right spot. James McDonald rides. Nice trolls. Uh, she's always had a boom on her. She's still a maiden, but that won't be a maiden for too much longer. Cigar flick. I don't like the map for her. Uh, she's going to be out the back, but if the leaders do overdo it, uh, I don't think there'll be too many horses that are stronger late. I think the margin flattered her rivals there first up. She should have won uh, more comfortably. She was around the mark uh, behind all the, the, a, uh, the, the tier one two-year-olds, I guess you could say, in her first campaign. I think she has made that necessary improvement this time back and for introducing. Does look you like a leader. And we'll give them all something to chase down. So one, two, five, and four in the feature. Uh, Darren Flindell is going with that Tis Invincible on top to beat five cigar flick, one the instructor, and four introducing two, five, one, and four in race number eight from Darren. Okay, uh, welcome back to Racing HQ on this Saturday. Time now to take a look at the last two races from Rose Hill Gardens with uh, Brad Gray, Ron Duffercy, and Andrew Hurley. Hurls race number nine, the tab handicap, three-year-olds and up at open level, 1,400 metres. Yeah, just before I tackle that, man, I'll just go back to uh, race four. Duff, you liked uh, tags. I can tell you it's now holding more money in the, the race invested today than uh, any other runner, as I said. And also, Alentia, we've just taken the two and a half thousand at uh, 270 and 260. So both of those runners continue to be well backed in the last half hour or so. All right, Pericles going to go off the phone. Did you get a bit of that uh, $9 or so tag stuff? Uh, no, but I'm going to. Yeah, okay. Well, you best be quick, mate. Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> no, pleasure. <laughs> Race number nine at Rose Hill and Colino comes out, which has uh, tracked a significant deduction, 17 by 14. You called it five by six. Matthew Flinders, zero. Bullfinch, three by two. And Special Sway, two by one. Losers with Pericles up the top now, 250 into 210, makes it favourite. Madame Pomery is an $11 chance. 26, looks like Elvis. Mission Phoenix, 13 to 16. Lure me in at 81. 750 into $6, perfect thought. And I jotted this down last night, it was $12. And even allowing for that pre-scratching uh, was well-backed. Caprice de Deux, we'll go with, at 19. Glint of Silver, 9 to 750. Political debate, 19. And 6 to 650, banana. Queen, what happened with it last start? Yeah, well, punters will be hoping that it can improve, but there doesn't look to be a lot of speed on paper, so I think she gets her chance to, to roll forward and potentially bounce back. She might find herself outside of the leader, who very well could be Glint of Silver. Mission Phoenix, we know he's got speed, but he's got 2,000 metre speed as opposed to 1,400 metre speed. Thereafter, uh, maybe Perfect Thought can lob into a position, uh, and James McDonald has a few decisions to make in the early stages with Pericles stuff. Yeah, interesting race. Um, personally, I think there's only two and a half chances. I I think you've got to go with the quality of Pericles, and the five scratchings have helped him. Whether he probably wants both those horses to go forward, Glinter Silver and Banana Queen together, just to just to roll them along, going around that first turn, give him an opportunity to just slot in midfield and ready to peel it when he wants it. But he looked he's looked a brute at the trials, hasn't he? He's um, um, interesting that they may be training him more like a miler, uh, this preparation, which will put speed into his legs, which he's shown at the trials, and he's going to be very hard to hold out. Um, in saying that, I'll be definitely putting uh, perfect thought in here, and if there's any slow for Pericles at all, I'd be you know, switching quickly, because I, uh, John seems happy enough where he's got him at the moment, and I think he's a very underrated horse, Perfect Thought, and uh, he, the map looks okay for him here, nice and fresh. Uh, 
Lint of Silver's uh, the other half chance here. I think he's a big improver, rolling along. And if he, Banana Queen does leave him alone, he's going to be a real force, a, a real tough nut to, to run down here. And I don't know what to think of Madame Pomering. I don't want to let her go completely because she's a Group 1 winner. Charles has been OK. And I think uh, just a little query, both her wins have been on wet tracks. Um, looks like Elvis might sprint well fresh here. Uh, as might um, Mission Phoenix, as the market suggests. And all eyes are on, he can't win today, but all eyes are on political debate, who had, he looked such a good horse in the early on in that Brisbane Winter Carnival, and obviously two inconclusive runs last prep. But they've left him a cult, and interesting to see how he goes as far as future reference is concerned. I think it's two and nine. Um, I'll gamble on them as my quaddy one legs, but two, nine, twelve, and three. Yeah, same numbers for me. Just shuffled up the touch. I've still got Pericles on top. Two, three, twelve, and nine. So I thought originally they might be targeting the wink stakes, and I thought he was going to be a, a genuine hope in a race like that. So you like to think he's going to be hard to beat here. He's on what the second line of betting at the moment for the Epsom, uh, and if he wants to get to that race, he'd want to be beating rivals like this as he marches through the grades. So. Yeah, he was trained as a stayer in his past two campaigns, but trained more as a miler this time back. Uh, I think the proof there was in his latest trial. I know he only went past Arapahoe, but he did it in style. It suggests that he's returned really, really well. Three, Madam Pomery. Again, we're going back to that cool die scenario where you're just trusting the, those fillies to make that leap from three to four, uh, which is never easy, but there's so much depth uh, to that fillies form line, the in secrets, the sunshine in Paris. We know that that surround that she ran in, uh, it's turned out to be our red-hot form reference. I do like the way that she's trialled as well. Uh, and she is the wild card here, and she goes straight into the quaddy. 12 glint of silver. Was unwanted there first up, uh, which was curious, given what he'd done in the past. That just suggests that he did need the run. Uh, no weight on his back. He potentially gets on-speed favours. He has beaten Pericles in the past, and he ran Zoo Gotcha to a length last campaign. And nine, perfect thought. Uh, he does, of course, that could suddenly jump out of the ground this campaign, and he has shown bits and pieces of real talent in the past. Two, three, twelve, and nine. Yeah, Darren Flindell likes the nine. Madame Pomery on top to beat two. Uh, Pericles, nine perfect thought and 12 glint of silver. So three, two, nine and 12 in race number nine. And that takes us to the last then, Hurls. We've got the Rose Hill Bowling Club handicap, three-year-olds and up, benchmark 78, 1,100 metres and an odds-on favourite, Gaza Blanca. Yeah, let's have a look at the deductions first up here for Lil Mel- Melody, a zero, a zero, Miss J Fox and Diamond Dealer and American Presence. Collie Beagle is the only deduction, same minor, two cents the win. Kerr Royale, seven to seven fifty. We've got eleven dollars a troch. Delacour, twenty three, thirty one, our Bellagio Miss. Uh, Rubenocchi, now it opened up four sixty. It's out the gate to eight dollars. Uh, Garza Blanco, as I said, odds on two dollars to one ninety five. Molly Dales, nineteen. Smashing Eagle, $6 to $5, and Fangella is a $26 chance. Favourite punter's been having a pretty good run the last five, six weeks with the favourites in the last and looking to blast out with Garza Blanca. Yes, well, Garza Blanca, can he keep in touch uh, in the first little bit? I think that'll be the key to, to his race, won't it? Because he's generally not a 1,100-metre specialist, and I think there's speed... A fair bit of it here. Rubenocchi goes forward, Troach goes forward. What do they do with Delacour from the gate? Uh, I do think they could press on and hope that the field break up enough for, to just find a spot maybe in behind. And Coeur Royale, uh, she's pretty versatile, but there does seem to be some intent in terms of getting her to settle most recently. So I'm inclined to think that they will uh, take cover with her, Duff. Yeah, look, uh, interesting to see if there's any pattern in play come the last 1,100 metres. That'll affect the market here. Uh, big time if you can run on and whatever if the fence or down the middle or whatever um, look I, I'm tipping Smashing Eagle a lot's got to go right for him being a back marker over 1100 but we all saw um, it was only a benchmark 72 the other day but he should have nearly won it I think he's going really well no no negative from the stable Gerald thinks it's his best uh, so that'll do me Garza Blanca, he, he did a really good job in his first racing preparation. Good grounding, two trials. Just the 1,100 metre factor is the little question mark at $1.95, but the stable seems bullish enough on, uh, with him, so that's usually a very good sign. Kerr Royale, yeah, much better run there second up. Should hold that form now and um, uh, did win third up last preparation. So a few little positives there by the big weight and where she fits in in the map. Um, and best of the rest, I think, is Delacour. 
Um, she's won a trial. We've actually seen a horse from Canberra trial. Um, usually they have them little sneaky jump outs, and she's trials really well. So I think $23 is a touch of overs there. I'm 13813. Um, Anthony, that's your area down there. Any Anything of any Molly Nails? Any tip for Molly Nails here today? No official trial. She's got a very good fresh record. Yeah, she's pretty good mare when she's right. No, no official trial, so I think obviously she's probably been given one of those quiet jump outs at, uh, at, at Maru. Uh, sorry, she might be at the Maria Stable or Goulburn, yeah. but she's been very sparingly raced for a few... Well, she hasn't run for 12 months, and she yeah. had two runs in six or eight months prior to that, so... Yeah. Bit of a query here. Yeah, big time. Uh, let's get to Darren's tips. Um, oh, Brad, we, we haven't... We oh, sorry, Brad. Sorry, I've I, I kept going there for a while. Sorry, Brad, you go. No, all good. I'm going to throw another horse into the mix here, Troach. So 2, 8, 13, and 1. I think this is a much better setup than the one we saw from her first up, where she was 1,000 metres, ran, wick, drew wide, with so much speed drawn underneath her. Uh, she was pretty much three and four deep the trip. So you go back to her best form uh, when a three-year-old filly, and I think that ties in quite well here. 1,100 metres, bounce out, put herself right there, and her best races have been uh, run in the past when she can put herself right on top of the speed. Eight Gaza Blanca. I think this race is a little bit more open than the current market gives it credit for, but he's no doubt hard to beat. Uh, he's going to be in that stalking position, and if he copes with 1,100 metres, a uh, few horses here will be finishing harder than him. 13, Smashing Eagle. He, he'll be another get-back close horse. I think he should have won their last start. He's sectional speak for themselves. They were the fastest across the entire meeting. And one, Coeur Royale. Not quite as straightforward as last start, where she did lob into a lovely trailing position behind Insurrection. That form does read well for this. Uh, she'll just need to behave in the first half of the race. Uh, we know she can get her head up and, and use a bit of energy throughout her races, but she is, uh, she is getting there as far as her racing manners go. 2, 8, 13, and 1. All right, and uh, Darren Flindell's selections in the last. Darren is going with four, our Bellagio miss from eight, Gaza Blanca and 13, Smashing Eagle, uh, four, eight and 13, and we'll need another fourth selection from Darren. All right, guys, that brings us to our best bets and best value. Firstly to you, Duff. Uh, Cabalas is the best. Get it early. Cabalas in the first, although I want to um, I want to be with the length here as well now. Race five, number five. Race one, number two. Race five, number five. Best value is tags. So that's race four, number eight. Okay, good on you, Duff. Thanks for your help this morning. Thanks, guys. Brad? Yeah, best for me. I'm with the Blue Army. So race nine, number two, Pericles. Like a lot of punters out there, have been sweating on his return. Having, having seen how well he's trialled, uh, I know he's always been held in, in high regard and I can't wait to see what he can do over the carnival. This looks a, a nice kick-off point for him. And the best value comes up in the last. Race 10, number 2, Troach. Forgive what she did there first up. She's a better filly than that. She can bounce out and prove hard to chase down around the Rose Hill 1100 metres that we know uh, tends to favour those on speed. So 9-2, best bet, and 10-2, best value. Thanks for your efforts, Brad. We'll speak soon. Thanks, guys. Uh, Hurls, best backed at Rose Hill. Yeah, well, Duff pretty much has covered up from his best bets as the best backed, and they are race number one, and that is Cabalas. Wow, it's into a dollar seventy-five now, man. It's been very heavily backed. It was Wine Glass Bay last night, but Cabalas in the opener and Alentia are both very well tried, and Duff's other value bet uh, tags, whilst having not budged from $9, uh, is very well supported as well. As far as the jockey's challenge is concerned today, it is very short for uh, J-Mac. We're now looking at a quote of, he was about $1.70 earlier this morning. I'll just get you the most up-to-date figures there, uh, Manto. And I can tell you down the bottom as I scroll down, uh, J-Mac is now at a quote of $1.15, mate. So uh, very, very short. Jason Collett's at $5.50. Tyler Schiller's $17, $21 or better for the remainder uh, remaining hoops. However, if you go to sports and today's offers, we've got J-Mac to ride three or more, more winners. Gee, they're expecting to have a day out. A dollar seventy, four or more, three sixty, and five or more, eleven, and six or more, fifty-one. It's a similar story with uh, Chris Waller. How many winners he'll train? Two or more, dollar seventy, four forty, three or more, and nineteen dollars uh, for four or more. As far as promos go today, place a fixed odds win bet via the tab app or website on races one to six at Rose Hill, Mooney Valley, and Eagle Farm. 
And if your horse runs second or third, you get a bonus bet back up to $50. Also got a same race multi offer. Place a three-leg same race multi online on races one to six at Toowoomba and Belmont this afternoon. And if one leg fails, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. You win some, you lose more for free and confidential help. Call the Gambling Helpline on 1-800-858-858.